0: Welcome everybody back to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host, Mark. Uh this week I am only joined by number one gamer dad, Tom. How's it going, Tom? It's going. It is
1: certainly going.
0: Yeah, it's been uh it's been a while, two weeks. Um we had uh Comic Con came through. Um there wasn't much video game wise that we got to see there. Um I did get another Zelda uh box, shadow box thing. Um but that, that was about it. Um, And then professional sports occurred. Um, So, you know, lots of them. them. It's been a fun two weeks, at least on this side of the microphone. Um, So uh, without further ado, um, let's get into what we've been playing. Tom.
1: So I've been grinding in uh, Kingdom Hearts Re-Chain of Memories because I have discovered that I'm probably super underleveled for the end of the game. (laughs) And I'm not happy about it yeah it's fun isn't it oh uh, it's it just doesn't make any sense how uh well i guess it makes sense because i was i was kind of uh cheesing my way through the game so it makes sense that i'm super under leveled and don't have nearly enough uh points to to make a good deck for the end of the game so i've been i've been grinding to try to get higher leveled so i can get a better deck for the end of this game because <laughs> This game's going to be the death of me. All I want to do is beat it so I can play the good games. This is like the worst game in the series <laughs> that that has been remade, I guess, or remastered. So it's it's like beating me to death that it's still taking me this long. Because all I wanna, if I, once I beat this, I can play Kingdom Hearts 2, which is like my favorite one. But I have to get through this stupid game. I think that's the toughest part about it for you. it really is
0: you know the game you love is next
1: yeah and it and it's just it's just so frustrating because the game should not be this difficult it's as as jonathan likes to say it's a baby game made for babies but it just this the the pacing of the game and the the difficulty spike is really weird because at certain points The game is not difficult at all. It's fine. You could blast through it with an easy, with a, like a halfway decent deck, and it's just, it's just fine. Then all of a sudden you get to a point and you face like four bosses in a row. And it's like, why am I, why am I facing four bosses in a row? And there's no like save point in between. So if you die on one of them, you got to do it all over again. And it's just like, what happened to this game? Where did this ridiculous, a difficulty spike come from it's yeah i
0: think that's that's like the end of i think it's ff9 is like two or three different bosses not phases like different people yeah um you fight without uh, a chance to save um but yeah that that must be the time period because um like that five to seven year period seemed to have like uh marathon end games
1: yeah i mean it was a game boy color game i think. So I'm sure it worked differently but being a uh being being a whatever they turned into a PS2 game or whatever and then it's now it's a PS4 game something just doesn't doesn't uh translate very well and it I wish I didn't start playing it let's just put it <laughs> that way cuz there there you learn some stuff from the from uh the story that's happening yeah but not enough to like need to play the game i feel like yeah and it's just it's just grinding me to death <laughs> so i'm hoping by the next one of these which is very unlikely that i will have it done because i'm I, i'm I'm literally at like the last the, the last boss is like a two phase boss yeah so or it's either two or three phases so i can't even beat the first phase so i'm not really excited about phase two and or three.
0: Yeah. So- I'm, I'm, sorry. I remember the end of, uh, uh, trails in the sky where I realized that I was under level <laughs> and I went and grinded for eight hours off stream. And
1: it's like, how does the game allow me to get to this point? Well, if I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll say jump in. I'll let you go. The, uh, for trails in the sky, that was a hundred percent on me because there was a spell that I didn't know how it worked until I started grinding and just started fucking around with spells and I was like, oh, Earthwall allows you to absorb one hit no matter what spell it is. Like, nothing penetrates Earthwall. So even their, like, fuck you, kill everyone move gets blocked by it. And I was like, right. oh, well, that would have helped. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I'm assuming it's something different with your game. Well, yeah, because they never, they don't really explain to you how to build a deck. They kind of just give you a deck and then you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. So it's difficult to then go back and try to build a, a deck per boss cuz i i had read some game facts cuz the game is that old the game facts actually makes makes a difference uh and for whatever reason they're like oh yeah you just need to spam this move and you'll you'll just fly through the game which is what i ended up doing and i would i killed 99% of the bosses that way but now i've gotten to the point where i need like an actual strong deck I don't have that. So mm-hmm. I have to figure out what the hell to do to to get through it. Yeah. And it's just it's just brutal. It's it's just one of those things that once I get through it it'll be like the greatest thing ever and I never have to It's one of those games I'm never going to go back to. Yeah. Ever. Like there's I have zero interest in doing that ever again. I I know how you
0: are, so my advice of just watch the YouTube and credits, move on. Probably won't
1: work. Um, no, I gotta beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta beat it.
0: Um, uh, yeah. So is there anything else besides bound, pounding your head into
1: Kingdom Hearts? Well, since it has been uh, baseball playoff season, I was playing the show some more, and that game. I just feel like the show, and I guess any real any sports game like that, they're just so random that it's sometimes it's just not fun because sometimes the randomness of it makes it suck because it's just giving you the bad outcome every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get that. I I think a lot of like baseball, um, probably mostly baseball football, maybe a little bit is that um, they're much better playing against friends. um, Oh yeah. 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 than playing the AI because of a, the stuff you say, about the RNG that is now in sports games. Um, And the fact that sometimes AI fucks up or becomes superhuman um, just by a glitch. Not that there's, like, something wrong. It's just a one-time code error or something. Um, And it just gets frustrating.
1: Luckily, I don't play, like, full games against the computer, or else I think I would throw my my Xbox controller out (laughs) the window. Yeah, I only play offense. Yeah, I mean, because... I play the like the road to the show. So you're just oh, okay. playing your character. Yeah. And stuff happens in road to the show that I can't believe. So I can't imagine trying to play like a full season or a like a dynasty mode. I well, think I'll, I tell would you, feel-
0: I'll jump in as this was going to be one of mine, but it's good to have the discussion here. Um, I play full season, but then I get sort of bored of trying to do the whole franchise. Build your own. Um, You know, within the salary cap rules um, and luxury tax, so you just turn it off. Or or in this case, you turn off budgets so the owner's not yelling at you, I'm losing hundreds of millions of dollars. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, And I just end up building a super team, um, which essentially means that um, the middle of my lineup right now is uh, Harper Trout, Soto, Guerrero Jr., and Shohei. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty damn good lineup. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> it's a five hundred and fifty million dollar payroll. Um but you know, and then it just becomes fun in that sense. It's just um it becomes dumb fun at the time. There's been some close games. Um mainly because I don't pitch, so the computer can dominate and then I just score runs and win. But I think that what I was getting to was you only I think I'm more in a rhythm and can hit more um because I'm I'm, I'm playing all nine hitters. Um, so yeah. I'm seeing more than when you're playing. Um, so that's why some of that frustration is gone for me. The stuff I find is some of the two things. Um, I don't know if you ever run into this yours. Um, sometimes, uh, base runners are safe and they call them out and there's no way to challenge it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: When they slide in
0: head first, I'm like, he's yep. clearly safe, <laughs> like, but the well, game's already decided that he's out. And it happens.
1: There's that. And then there's also when you don't tell your runner to go and they decide to go anyway. And you're just automatically out because you're out by 30 feet because it just decided, oh, I'm just going to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then my favorite AI thing that happened was I was just playing a game at Dodger Stadium. And I hit a ball over the left fielder's head and it bounced and hit the wall. And then the left fielder stood and watched it until it came to a stop on the ground. Like it hit the wall, bounced, went up, bounced, went up again, and he's just standing there. I'm like, Well, I guess this is a triple. <laughs> and literally so my, the- I, yeah, I froze.
1: My 100 percent least favorite thing that could happen in the yeah. in this game is when you hit the ball and you get perf like that perfect, perfect notification, yeah. and it's a fucking fly out. It, like, yeah. why don't tell me I hit it perfect if it doesn't go out of the park or if yeah. it's not a, a screaming line drive through the infield. Just yeah. don't tell I, me.
0: Yeah, I, I have only gotten perfect, perfect once, and because of the players I'm using, that meant a 490-foot home run by Mike Trout. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh, that's what happens when you get perfect, perfect with a guy that's like almost 99 across the board. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get that frustration because I hit just as well with my lower rank guys. Um and that stuff happens where it'll be a lazy fly ball or a ground ball. Yet I hit it perfect or very good or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's frustrating the show a little bit. I'm just having fun, just trying to break records on it um, and seeing how ridiculous an offense I can make. But um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, what level are you at in the I show? I made it you- the show. Okay.
1: My my player is currently on the. Uh, Cincinnati Reds and the Cincinnati Reds are horrendous in this game. It's like, I'm sorry. They're, just, they're <laughs> so bad. It's Yeah. Like I, my player could go out and hit three home runs and we'd lose the game like four, like five to four. Oh, so you're on the
0: NL version of the angels. I see.
1: Oh yeah. They're just, they're just bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun when I don't like want to like think about what I'm doing because it's all reaction and I like I like having that like mindless mindless game yeah. every once in a while.
0: Um, but, anything else uh, on the, that?
1: Yeah, the last thing is Forza Horizon 5 okay. because they just released a 10 year anniversary event. So Man. like right now if you load it up, it will play like the intro to the first Forza Horizon okay. which is super nostalgic and like like it's one of it gives you like chills because it's like oh man somebody cares about this game yeah they still care about forts horizon the original because largely they've had to delist the old forts horizon games because of music and cars oh yeah um, due due to licensing stuff so it's i would
0: would imagine it's cars more than songs it's you'd be surprised music has a lot to do Oh, I'm, just saying you, I'm just saying, if you want to keep a game up, you could always find generic or replacement music. Um, with the cars, it's kind of hard to, you know, when people are expecting brand name cars to not yeah. present that and sell it at, at, a, at some kind of price.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's just annoying to have to deal with it altogether. But it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty cool that they're able to bring back some of the original stuff uh, for people who've been playing the games for that long uh like forza horizon i didn't get to play until after forza horizon 2 had come out because it was i I feel like it was like on the on the cusp of being a 360 and xbox one game so once it became
0: yeah it would be yeah
1: once it became available on xbox one i played it and loved every second of it but yeah it's really cool that they're doing it and uh uh, i can't wait because i think like every week they're. They're changing like which Forza Horizon they're they're going from, so yeah, should be pretty cool to see how they how they go about doing it.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of weird to think that's ten years ago for those two systems. It's really um,
1: hard to believe that. <laughs>
0: <it>? <laughs> I remember being there at midnight to get my PS4, um, huh. which is still the funniest thing. I had originally pre-ordered, not to go off on a slight tangent, but I had originally pre-ordered the order 1886, um, and I then they delayed so. it.
1: <laughs> so See, the guy The
0: guy said I'll swap your pre-order And not charge you what do you want to And I looked at the list and I was like give me FIFA 10 I guess I couldn't, like, None of the other games were um, you didn't,
1: Wasn't Uncharted Was Uncharted one of the launch games
0: No I forget what it was Like there was stuff coming out a couple weeks later But the like the stuff they had that day Were like FIFA And uh, Killzone
1: There you go it's always and,
0: and there was one other game, um, that was and I was like, yeah, just give me the sports game. Oh, like I think they had the upgrades for Assassin's Creed Black Flag, um, and something else that was, I think Infamous or something that was, um, for this is PS4. You know, obviously Xbox had um the the energy drink game. What is that? Um, where you, where you grind on the? Oh, um, name of that game? I could Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive, yeah, that was the big one on there, but yeah, just ten years, Jesus. Um, but yeah, by the, the way,
1: by the way, Sunset Overdrive is very underrated. And I oh feel yeah, like we I played, I, I, I played, played it a little bit.
0: Point. Yeah, I played it a little bit. Um, I beat, I
1: beat Sunset Overdrive. Yeah,
0: there's some things on my backlog which I'll get to in a couple of minutes
1: that I'm trying to get <laughs> through stuff.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely on there. I don't know if I'll ever get to it because there's a backlog of more recent games. Uh, but yeah, that's. That's pretty cool when things do that. Um, you know, e- even if they don't put it in a game, I like when some companies, like, release a YouTube video that's, like, you know, the up like, the original movie or something um, to, to 80 or 4K or something for an anniversary. Um, I remember that um, for the uh, Final Fantasy Seven event, when they did that thing, they had the words go across the screen and they had the, the like, the moments from each game. You know, something from Advent Children and something before Crisis, you know, as, you know. But, you know, it's always pretty cool. Nostalgia hits you all the time. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. Well, moving on to my stuff. Um, I'll make one last um, the show point. Um, I think one of the fun things in that game that I found is that the um, I made a created stadium to be my home stadium because I pulled the, the, the uh, fences in as much as you could. Um, so I didn't have to keep playing at the polo grounds, um, yeah. but uh, it's fun to see that the AI defense does not know how to play in the stadium. Like they play so sh- they play so shallow that I'm just hitting doubles over their heads, and I'm I tried to play in the regular ballparks, and they're all flyouts because <laughs> the, the the people are in the right position. But it's so it's so fun. Um, that I'm just like, I broke the AI in this game. And that's why when I play at home, I'm scoring like almost like 10 to 12 runs a game. Um, (laughs) because they can't play defense. Um, but yeah, the show is a fun game. It's probably better. It's better than last year's game. I like it better. They do. They give you a lot more of the cinematic home runs, which I thought was a big downside the last year's game. Um, that they would only give it to you if it was like a, a home run over like 440 or something. Like, and no doubt. Now they'll give it to you for, like, something that's clearly going to be out but isn't, like, a bomb. Um, And it lets you have some fun. Um, I do hope that the show 23 has that Reese Hoskins celebration in it, because I will instantly put it on everything. The spike? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Um, Moving on to the other game. The backlog thing I was talking about. um, I've been trying to get through Yakuza like a dragon. Or Yakuza. Yakuza, however you say it. Um... And um, at about chapter nine or ten, I forget which one. Um, there's fifteen, so I'm almost done. Um, I beat the business managing simulator um, that's in there. Um, nice. They, you know, got not top rank. Got the special things for doing that. Um, and which, like an RPG, by beating the business management, it actually helps your characters. Like um, by beating it, I get the advantage of the character that's sort of my assistant. In um, that is one of my party members. And now she can get full experience if she's not in the party. Um, oh, that's you know, cool. So you don't have to drag it. But you, it, it took like four hours <laughs> to get to it. Um, it's, it's slightly complicated. But once I figured it out, like, um, it became rather simple. Um, I just had, I, it took me through one session of it to figure out what the key things to look for were. Um, cause all that really mattered was you do these shareholder meetings where people come and ask you questions and they're basically like boss battles. Um, and I was looking at every other stat and then I just realized just to beat those, um, I would need, um, you know, just check their charisma. So all my high charisma people went there. Um, make sure I had a good spread. Cause it was like a triangle weapon thing. Like this beats that and that beats this sort of
1: yeah. thing. Um,
0: yeah. And make sure, like they had, like um, they had, like uh, like AP points. Like each card was a certain amount of points um, to play, and you had to make sure you had enough points on the meter um, to do it. Um, So you keep those relatively low, so you can play more cards. Uh, Once I figured out that whole system, um, I just basically ran through it with no problem. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: It's pretty simple once you kind of break it. uh, so that was fun. Um, I got almost all the way through and for this game, I apologize in the past time. This game has the Mario Kart, um, game in it. Like, it's like a knockoff of Mario Kart. Um, oh, they have their and I, kart racer? yeah, yeah, they have a kart racer. The little cars on the track. That's Yakuza. That's zero. That's Yakuza. Yakuza zero has that. Um, so, um, I think I've been saying it the other way around, but. Um, so I almost beat that. I just have to unlock this one last thing to beat that. So I've been doing, but I've stopped, like, I used to go around to all the side stuff, like all the side stories, which are the fun parts. Um, uh, but I have decided not to do that anymore just because I'm like, I swing want to get to the end of the game. Um, and, um, you don't get much in terms of experience or anything. Um, I've leveled up high enough. Um, I had myself at just below the recommended level for this final, uh, big boss and the chapter like every other chapter or something has like this big boss fight um and i destroyed the boss cuz i've sort of figured out the game um a little bit and my level shot up like 6 levels because of how i was lower than i should have been um so but yeah it's still fun i think Ichibana is such a good character he's such a lovable idiot and it is amazing um like he has convictions and he sticks to them even if he sounds like an idiot. Even I'm getting pissed at the other characters and then getting mad at Ichiban going, Why are you mad? Like, I <laughs> just fucked you over. What do you, you know? But it, you know, it all starts working out in the end. Um, the storyline is pretty intriguing, starting to weave into some of the, um, you know, past Yaku- Yakuza games. So that's fun. Um, and there's a great um, reveal um, to a character earlier in the story, which was fun. Um, and what, what Yakuza does really well, i had forgotten about this, is that they do a lot of when they reveal a character or reveal a twist, they will do flashbacks to earlier in the game, you know, of the photo of the person or something to remem- remind you who they are, because they're not assuming you've played all 27 hours in a row. Well, that's you nice know, of them, you know, so it's not like it's not like one of those stupid things in a movie um, where it, obviously it's less time. But where they like replay the scene, it's literally they'll just flash a photo up or a few photos and put a line of famous line of dialogue, they said, or a line that would make you remember them. Um, And then you go, oh, yeah, that guy got it. Okay, you know, and then it comes back. So it's good they do that. Sometimes they do it like within a few, like 20 minutes from the end of a chapter. So theoretically, they're thinking, okay, if someone shuts it off here, we have to remind them what this means, you know when they come back. Um, but if you play through it, it kind of seems silly. But at least it's not long and drawn out. So I give them kudos to that. They are really, really good at that. Um, so I've been playing through most of that. That's been most of my um, stuff here. Um, I think... No, that was before... Okay. I was thinking if the, if the last Call of Duty beta was, um, was... But I think it was in the last stream. But, um, yeah. The only thing with that is I learned by going back to Vanguard is that really my success in, in Modern Warfare 2 is just going to come down to learning the maps, which I didn't realize I did until I switched back to Vanguard and I started doing much better because I knew where I was going. Um, but yeah, so can't wait for that to come out. I get to, if I want to, play the campaign on Wednesday um, since I pre-ordered. And uh, yeah, so I've been playing sports, I've been playing the show, as I said, playing through that, playing play a couple games of Madden 23, but it is, it is god-awful,
1: that game. Yeah. I I don't know if I'll ever play Madden again. Yeah. It's just the mere fact of how little they give a shit. Yeah, they don't care at all.
0: It's just, it's the same things is really my problem. Um, and then what you do is you just, like, it's so bad that I was just like, I might as well just play 22 where I have a season going. Like, there's no reason to, you know, go to 23 at all. Um, oh,
1: yeah. The, the I, only
0: thing I'll give it to it is that the scouting is better for drafting. Because that was a real problem in games before. Like, you have no idea how to scout <laughs> at all. Um, and, like, yeah, yeah. They, they I don't know. I, I don't know the solution to the problem of the scouting. Um, because they've tried everything. And I give them credit for trying just about everything. Um, whether it's a point system or setting up a you hire these guys and if they're good enough, their RNG is better when they go look for people, you know? Um, But I don't, I don't know how you, without turning it into like football manager or something like that. um, And being that detailed, I don't know how you fix it, but yeah, I just can't get over the gameplay. The gameplay is not good. The, you know, tackling animations are better, but obviously it's a year older. That stuff should be better. Um, But gameplay wise, yeah, 22 is still fine. Um, Unfortunately, I have not touched FIFA 23. Um, just because um, it's on my PC and I'm trying to figure out how to play games on the PC without Game Vault Cat wanting to like be in front of the screen the whole time. Um, so um, if I play it on the TV, she does not bother me. Like I've 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 gotten NCAA 14 over there, um, so so we're good on that. But some of these full screen games, it's hard to move them from monitor to monitor um, without fucking them up. Um, in some way, but I'm gonna figure it out. But yeah, that looks amazing. From what I've heard, um, that FIFA is the game they care about the most, and it's pretty obvious. Um, well, it's because they
1: can they can just charge everybody for the the yeah. stupid packs. Yeah, they
0: make their money off there, so they pay. They care about it the most. And um, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's some things coming up in the next couple of weeks um, that I'm gonna buy and may or may not play. Before we record, um, Jackbox has Party Pack 9 coming out. Um, I'm probably going to run a couple test things of that, um, just because obviously that's part of Extra Life. Um, uh, the uh, I'm going to buy Trombone Champ and test it out. So I might have okay. some thoughts on that. Um, and then there's a couple other games. So we'll get to that at the end of the news segment. I'm just going to read off a couple of the upcoming dates, because I feel like that should be part of the news segment. Um But uh, yeah, so that's about all I've been playing. I'll probably have Yakuza beat next week or or by the time we record again. So I'll commentate on that um, at that point. But before we get into the news, um, let's just remind everybody, we are doing a live stream to raise money for the uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia uh, through Extra Life. Um, We are going to be streaming live for 24 hours starting uh, Saturday, November 12th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we'll start off with a D and D one shot. Um, we have no idea what that story is yet, but uh, that's because Jen is just keeping it a secret um, from us. So we'll, we will be just as surprised as you guys. Um, I have two characters out there in case if she gives us any hints. Um, that I'll go with one or the other. Uh,
1: but yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping she gives us a little info because I need yeah. to make a character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: ask her off uh, air, but that that's how we'll start off, as we always do start off, um, you know, with uh, with some D&D, and then we'll get in some video games, we have uh, the aforementioned Jackbox and Trombone Champion, or Trombone Champ will be there, um, we're, prob- we're going to play a wrestling game, um, I don't know, we'll see where 22 is in terms of money to buy it wise, um, and see if we can see how broken that game is, um, but we have some of that, we'll do first person shooters, I'll probably play some Modern Warfare 2 during my solo session. Um, and, yeah, it's always fun. Um, we're over at right on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Um And you can donate. Um, the tiny URL to make it easier is tinyurl.com slash gamerdadbattle. That's uh, tinyurl.com slash gamerdadbattle. So we hope to see you then. Um, it's always a good time. We have a Wheel of Consequences, and you know, some incentives for donations. So uh, stay tuned to our, our Twitter um, at Pod uh, for more details. And um, all right, moving on to the news. Um, and this will timestamp um, when we actually recorded this, um, almost down to the hour. Um, yep. It was announced um, right before we went to the podcast that uh, EA is, uh, not EA, Comcast um, is shutting down uh, G4. Um, I'll read yet you again. The, yet again. I'll read you the uh, statement right from Dave Scott, the chairman and CEO of Comcast Spectacor. Um, as you know, G4 was reintroduced last year to tap into the popularity of gaming. We invested to create the new G4 as an online and TV destination for fans to be entertained, be inspired, and connect with gaming content. Over the past several months, we have worked hard to generate that interest in G4, but viewership is low, and the network has not achieved sustainable financial results. This is certainly not what we hope for, and as a result, we have made the very difficult decision to discontinue G4's operations effective immediately. Um, I know this is disappointing news. I'm disappointed too. I wanted to I wanted to thank everyone. I want to thank you and everyone on the G4 team for the hard work and commitment to the network. Our human resources is reaching out to you to provide you with support. Discuss our other opportunities. Uh discuss other opportunities that may be available and answer any questions you may have. Thank you again for all your work. Hard work for G four. Sincerely Dave Scott. Obviously that was a memo to employees, um, not not a press release. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's been about a year or less that since they opened, since they started think, up again.
1: I think it's like almost a year to the day. Yeah. That they uh But, but yeah, yeah. It's uh that's that's some shitty, shitty news. I mean <sighs> The way that G4 was set up in the beginning was a great idea when it was back on television because, you know, people watched television and tuned in to specific shows and stuff. But the way they tried to do it now with it just being YouTube, people just didn't care as much because there's so much, as we know, there's so much noise and just other way to get information that people just don't care. They don't. I mean, G four. And if you've like watched stuff from, if you, if you've paid attention to the stuff that they've released, it's been a lot of like talking about games that are a little older, but not quite old enough to be retro. It's just, it's just been real a really weird release cycle and schedule. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It just it seemed like they programmed it very strangely. Yeah. Um, and didn't really give it a good chance to survive.
0: Yeah, and it looks like like with uh, Tencent did over at Fanbyte, um, they just didn't want to give it time to um, find its footing. Um, I know a year is a is a long time, uh, but and in, in terms of building something from scratch, um, which essentially this was, I hope that the people at Comcast didn't think they were going to pick up right back where they left off um, with the old G four.
1: I think that's yeah. what they were thinking.
0: Yeah, but that was on a whole different network. You know, it was easy. It was. Either easier to find or in a very niche niche network, um, you know that was able to survive because of that. Um, Comcast, I think, just putting it on—I believe it was on Peacock or or something. I don't even know if it was on a regular channel. Um, that again showed you how great it worked. Um, but I think I feel bad because a lot of the people they did uh, had over there for the creative stuff was really good. Um, I I knew that it was part of the um, like it problems when i saw like they did one of their first streams with like the old people that were not old people the the veteran people in terms of kevin pereira and all them were doing like some kind of video with other people that used to be at g4 that weren't really working there they were doing the reintroduce and it was just awkward and it seemed like they just weren't those
1: people just couldn't connect like they used to um with the audience It was a totally different era. Like, if you go back and watch like Attack of the Show now, it's just very cringy and old, and like it, it just doesn't connect. As you said, it doesn't really connect the same way as it did then. And it's just hard for a a a station that went away for a reason, even though we all enjoyed it. It was just it just didn't connect with people the way it should have. Like with with streaming and stuff. I believe Attack of the Show came back. I think yeah. it was back... I think they put it on Twitch. Which is yeah. a great place for it. Yeah. I feel like they tried to do too much. Like, yeah. if you brought back Attack of the Show and you brought back X-Play and made them Twitch sh- shows instead of whatever they were doing uh, and had different streamers in, in between, like you have uh, Austin Creed doing doing stuff like he would normally do for Up, Up, up Down, Down, or something like, like, th- yeah. like that. I feel like they... Would have worked better that way. I just feel like the people that were probably in charge of doing um, any of the programming just really didn't understand where this network should have been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And essentially, um, they, I think Comcast, now again, not, I can guess Comcast is a little bit, is oh, not even a little bit evil, but mostly evil. Um, I just, I guess, came with the idea. They put it on Twitch and they do all this stuff and they were expecting. They were trying to play it like a like a television network show, you know, sort of thing um, and not realized how um, it works on Twitch. Um, and I think oh, that, yeah, there's
1: definitely definitely a disconnect there.
0: Yeah, that they, you know, somebody um, and, and the rumors I've heard and just rumors. So, um, you know, while reading up on the story right before the podcast, so I can't I might be slightly wrong with what they said. But it seemed like like a lot of decisions were being made by like the suits at Comcast Spectacore more than the people creating the content. Um, and that so, sounds
1: that sounds right. That sounds like why it died in the first place.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 an unfortunate thing. Um, I can't say I watched it at all. I think I, I made maybe it's slightly hot take here. But I think the I think going for an Austin Creed and stuff like that was the wrong play. I think if you went for some people that were, had some notoriety in streaming um, or YouTube, you know, create like, like found a way to make an audience themselves, you know, not with the help of a corporation or, you know, anything like that, um, could have helped it. it. They would have been cheaper and they know how to build something from the
1: ground up. I feel like they should have played on nostalgia. And that's just me. I feel like, if you're going to bring it back you have to bring back you know you have to obviously they had adam Sessler, but they need to bring back morgan webb they got to bring back any pretty much anybody that made it a success you got to bring them back and i feel like they didn't have enough stuff that people knew already yeah um and it just like it just never i feel like it never gained traction at all
0: yeah i think i think they didn't get the the nostalgia works but i I think they didn't get the people back that would have both had the nostalgia and help. Like I don't think Pereira connects anymore with the younger gamer. Um, Well, He's also,
1: I don't know that he's really been in the, like the public eye since attack of the show. Yeah. I I know. I haven't seen anything from him in the past 10 years. Yeah. And
0: as good as Sessler is, he's still of an era, Um, you know, um, I know they did try get some younger people in there, the people they hired and stuff. Uh, but I, I don't. Again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I look back and that you could have got some people that had some some kind of hold on you know young millennial Gen Z people already and been some sort of name there and build it up um, like on a slightly different but sort of same scale. It was like the difference of how um, a site like Giant Bomb. Um, even though it looks bad at first, they cut off the, you know, cut out the older generation, like the founders and all not cut out, but they just left. Um, and then they went with a little bit newer people with different voices and the website got better and didn't seem as old and cynical as it did at one point, you know, with, with Gerstmann especially as good as Jeff is, you know, um, at his kind of cynicalness is perfect for what he's doing now with Patreon and Twitch you know, there's people that want to listen to that and give him money for that, and they're doing that. Um, but when you're doing a G4 or a Giant Bomb, you need to be able to bring in as many people and not have anybody that sort of knocks them away. If i um, not being very good and precise with my words, but sort of... Um, and I think G4 just went with people with Q ratings, uh, or old-school Q ratings, um, at first, um, and didn't really get the the way the industry's changed. And I think that's why it shut down because they just saw no way to dig themselves out of the hole.
1: Yeah. I, there was no, I feel like they had no, no plan, no way to make money off of it at this point. Uh, because it did, again, it didn't, doesn't work like it used to work on a, on a network where you made money off of ad revenue. It just doesn't work like that anymore. I mean, it does, but it doesn't in the same sense. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, as uh, someone, um, I think it might have been Pereira, uh, put up on his tweet, you know, GG, G4, Um it was a big swing that didn't quite connect. Um, but the gaming media industry is, it's it's tough. <laughs> so um, hopefully people can fall on their, get on their feet, maybe Patreon or somewhere else. But, you know, but mostly worried about the workers here than Comcast. They have more money than they need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Moving on um, to uh, some slightly different news. I don't know; if it's better depending on how you feel about Blizzard. Uh, but Overwatch Two uh, apparently had 25 million players in the first 10 days, um, despite the roughness at launch, um, which makes me say, "Well, that's why you do it, free to play." <laughs> you know, yep. um, the you know, despite all the complaining, which it seems to just be loud people online. Um, about the servers being shut down for the first game to make people go to this game. Um, it did what it was. It did what they wanted it to do. You know, it drove all the players to the new game and they had the, you know, the big, um, uh, you know, initial numbers. Um, but that doesn't mean everybody's happy. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, complaining about bugs and unstable servers and DDoS attacks, you know, things free to play games go through a lot. Um, and you know, ranking systems, you know all that stuff to hear complained about with um you know fortnites and things like that. Um, but not to the extent here um, you know the the biggest complaint still seems to be the uh, two factor that they're making you have a registered telephone um, to do it like you can't do it with a, a pay by the minute phone. Um, that's probably the biggest gripe, so it's like leaving out a section of players that you know, can't afford cell phone bills that they just pay for minutes on a phone. They can't use, um, they can't play overwatch too.
1: And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of shitty.
0: Yeah. it's mostly the, the, the reason is the software they use for cheating requires it that at least it's the public reason they're saying it. The real reason is because they can't
1: sell that. They can't sell that data to other people on, on the prepaid phones. Well, yeah, they, they got to make their money somehow, and that's, yeah. that's how they're making it.
0: Yeah, so... Um, and, um, you know, they're starting to walk back some of those features, but I don't think they're going to do it, you know, in full. It's going to be kind of like the... I don't think they're going to do a, a Mea culpa Xbox One here with it, uh, yeah. because Blizzard still needs to m- make money until they finally get absorbed by Microsoft. Um, but, yeah, but 25 million players is a big number in 10 days. Uh, it just shows you that Overwatch maybe isn't as dead as people said it was, um, because there wasn't much chatter online leading up to the game, uh, but people still want to try it. So we'll just see if this they sustain some level of this. It's probably not going to be in twenty five million range, but um, you don't want it to go down to like all those other you know service games um, shooters that came out. Um, I forget one of them that had just recently completely shut down. At one point, um, while a podcast, was another gaming podcast was recording, they went and checked, and there was one person on the server (laughs) for that game while it was still up. (laughs) So, you know, hopefully it doesn't get that bad, but I doubt it will. But still interesting um, with that that big number. Um, Which brings us to, speaking of Blizzard, Activision, and all that, uh, Microsoft um, pushing back um, on Sony with the disagreement um, that they're having in the UK. Um, because Sony's trying to stop uh, the buying uh, by essentially, from what I can tell from reading this, um, it's just essentially um, the response uh, that they, if Microsoft takes it on over, then lets people play the game and blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, and then Xbox pushed back with the, we don't see why, obviously we're going to keep the games on PlayStation, um, you know, um, and, you know, Because it makes money over there. Like, why would we pull it as of right now? Um, But essentially, this pushback is just them going back and forth on this. I don't think it's going to stop anything in terms of the sale um, here. But I I think it's interesting, the battles that Sony's picking, um, because they don't have much to hold it up. But I think they're going to try and drag it out as much as possible uh, for competition purposes. Um, But I think it ultimately... You know, they they think they're doing it for the gamer, but I I honestly don't know if a lot of gamers, you know, on the general would care either
1: way if this goes through. Yeah, I mean, it's not like like what it's like printing money. Why would they not release the game on another system? Yeah, it just it's like the it's like the show, like they should know better. They did it themselves. So I don't know. I I just don't get it. Yeah. And that also got forced on them because MLB said, you could
0: make so much more money if you put this over here. Yeah. You know, we're going to pull the license from you if you don't, you know, put it on there. Um, So, like you said, they should know that the money is worth it to do it. Um, Yeah. So, if you want to deep dive into this, there's a bunch of news stories. I I saw this on Games Beat over on Venture Beat. If you want to get into all the legalese and the back and forth, stuff but essentially it's just both of them saying they're doing it for the gamer and you know we both know that neither one of them are telling the truth um that that it's all about their money uh but i love the one thing i'll give phil spencer and microsoft credit is is i like a good wording of an argument and you know him using he probably used better words than i'm going to use right now but you know saying that they're going to keep it on sony for now you know both satisfies the regulation committee but also doesn't commit them to do it in in perpetuity, yeah. Um, it gives if if sales start dipping on PlayStation, they can pull it. Because
1: yeah, but, they, it they but it won't.
0: But it won't. But they, you It'll know, never
1: slip. I feel I th- actually think it's more popular on PlayStation.
0: Yeah, it is because the by securing a lot of those maps early back in the day, they just kind of got people to think it's an Xbox game. I mean, I'm, I'm a PlayStation game. Yeah. You know, people went there, their friends went there because they wanted to get all the maps early and all that stuff. I'm on PlayStation, but that's just because I got Vanguard on PlayStation more than anything. Um, I didn't make a conscious decision. I just did it in case of something bounced over from having, um, which I think it should, um, from having um, Vanguard uh, on there. Um, But And I'm also worried about cross saves for, like, if we ever get back into Warzone type deal. Yeah, uh, But yeah, so we'll see. Um, I just can't wait uh, for more of the, um, what's it called, um, uh, um, Activision Blizzard um, games coming over for Game Pass and stuff like that in the near future. Oh, uh, yeah. so uh,
1: I, I'm excited about that. I mean, as we see stuff that was obviously like Deathloop and stuff that was very much a uh a timed exclusive it's nice to see it come directly to game pass so yeah i will uh i will always enjoy games that come to game pass because i'm i'm now like i used to not care but now i'm like a game pass champion you got to got to be using game pass yeah i'm 100% in there especially uh-huh. if you especially if you're a pc player that you know doesn't always want to pay full price for a game game pass ultimate is Incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. Um, also, I have it um, all the way through to because um, the plan I got to have my uh, Series X um, allows it to not hit my wallet every month, and I get to play all these games. Um, so
1: yeah, I will be doing that as well. Once once I finally decide to get myself a Series X, I will also be doing that because getting two, just getting two years of Game Pass itself is. Yeah is worth it worth in my it. my yeah. opinion
0: yeah and I did the math and I'm paying only a little bit more a month doing the payment plan with the two years than I would just being buying ultimate you know so it's worth it um speaking of um uh services like that um playstation plus um added uh assassin games creed uh, assassin assassin creed games um, to its uh List for you know extra and premium users, um, on the new PlayStation Plus scale. Um, they um already added the Yakuza's to there, so now they have Assassin's Creed. Um, so you know, some of the games there you, you get, um, also they got uh Vice City is coming, um, you know, Dragon's Quest, Dragon Quest Builders. You know, they seem to be it seems to be like an RPG sort of heavy month um that they're doing here which you would think would be more aligned with uh they should have went horror this month but whatever they can get i guess for the system um did you ever have any thoughts about um doing extra premium on playstation i have
1: no interest at all just because it never it didn't really seem to it didn't like there was nothing that were offering that i didn't either already have or couldn't get another way i guess yeah
0: yeah i only tested it for the year like I, I, I got the year um, subscription just to try it out, so I'll probably cancel it or go back down um, because there's nothing really on premium um, because, or extra. I'm not going premium because I, I, I'm not paying that much more money just to play games that I could probably download from my uncle Vim. Um,
1: well, that's for, what I mean. Like play. I have, yeah. I have the Mister, so mm-hmm. I have yeah. almost no reason to, to, uh, to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so, but,
0: you know, if you're into these games and you have PlayStation, that's the only system you have, um, I would suggest grabbing extra because having all those Assassin's Creed's, um, you know, Odyssey, Origins, Assassin's Creed 3, and I think the other ones are on there as well, but those are the ones coming this month, um, you know, gives you a chance. I wish they would go with the first-party stuff, even some first-party stuff they won, uh, but it seems like they're going to hold the line on that, uh, which is the one big advantage Game Pass has over it
1: oh yeah for sure just the fact that i was i have game pass ultimate and i was able to play halo infinite and forza horizon 5 day one is amazing and i was able to play you know the show i was able to play the show day one yeah i didn't have to to wait i could pre-download it ready to go yeah
0: and and if for any reason um you need to have the ea play stuff um you know that's um sort of integrated in there as well um, i believe now So it's not even like PlayStation has that as they used to um, holding over Microsoft. Um, But yeah, yeah. So and the uh, the one last thing about uh, these streaming services, um, the one good thing I see with Origin because I have the EA Origin for you know the sports games on on PC is that at least with FIFA they're doing the all versions across everything is the same. Unlike Madden, Um, Madden the PlayStation Five and Xbox One versions are different uh, than the PC version. PC got the lesser game. Um, really?
1: Well, I say that's weird, but I guess I understand why they did it. Also,
0: yeah, it, it Figur- just goes back to the thing we said before, and, and I'll let you get your point in. They care more about FIFA than Madden.
1: Well, that and with Madden, you're playing to a lowest common denominator. Yeah. Uh So you're you you have to you have to. It's just like the Xbox One. You have to you have to you have to build the game for the Xbox one because that's your that's your lowest common denominator so they have to build it for a potato which someone could possibly be using to uh, to play to, yeah. to play Madden on
0: and with FIFA I guess they make enough money that they can just go fuck it try and make this work on your <laughs> shitty computer um, <laughs> so that's why I'm more excited about going into that with FIFA 23 is it I think it's screwed because I noticed a difference when they put it free on PlayStation Plus Um, like the purchase, not like the extras tab. Um, I got it, and the game was so much better on PS5, like looks-wise and sound-wise than on the PC, um, that I'm glad that it's going to be even across the board. So um, in in terms of the higher scale, not common denominator lower.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Speaking of EA, Tom might be excited about this. Um, Need for Speed, um,
1: Unbound coming in December. I'm so excited i may yeah. not sound excited but i'm super excited because yeah. I, i'm a i'm a need for speed fan and this is looks like something totally different yet the same if that makes sense yeah. uh they're going from way different art style yeah. and i not not that the i don't like the music in the new games but it's not the same as the old games i guess because i'm older now and i don't care about new music but uh i love the i love the visuals they they kind of have gone to a cartoony style for actual um for the actual like characters but the cars look incredible but for i think it kind of helps that they don't have an uncanny valley for the for the the playable character and the characters you interact with i think that's nice so i'm pretty pumped that that this is coming and it's coming this year because they they've been talking about it forever, like, yeah. oh yeah, there's a Need for Speed coming, and th- and then they're like, oh wait, something the Need for Speed might not be coming. So now that they finally have a date and like gameplay footage, I'm super pumped.
0: Yep, and I'll read you one paragraph in here just for everybody out there. Unbound uh, features customizable characters and vehicles, um, and EA plans to add more free free content to the game post launch, which is good to know. Um, they said that the um the animation style, as you mentioned, um notwithstanding the cars in unbound, are the most realistic cars in these for speed history um because they're using the frostbite engine, which I guess um it works better
1: for cars than it did for sports games. um well, it does look really good I, yeah. and it's also a different it's a different uh, company doing it. Criterion is back doing it, yeah, folks do burnout, so yeah, which it's is really why. Cool to see. Which see, is why, see them back with me for speed,
0: yeah, which is why I'm glad this will probably come to origin for free day one, um, which is one of the reasons I pay for that extra. so I'll, I'll at least get to test it out because I am a huge burnout paradise fan. so um yeah, and uh, yeah, so I'll uh, do real quick. we have one other story, but I want to go through um, since it's not slight not really video game related. Um, uh, I want to mention some of the games coming out between our podcast here. Um, as mentioned, Um, This week, um, uh, Scorn is coming out, um, or has come out on on Friday here. Um, The new Ghostbusters game uh, comes out on the 18th. Um, You have Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, which I was surprised that that it was an October game. I thought it was November. Um, Comes out on October 20th. Um, As for mentioned, Jackbox Jackbox Party Pack 9 uh, comes out on October 20th. Vampire Survivors go 1.0 on October 20th. Um, if you haven't gotten Vampire Survivors, get Vampire Survivors. <laughs> it is a great game. Um, Gotham Knights, um, that might have been the one thing at Comic-Con, Tom, was they were, had a bunch of Gotham Knights stuff
1: there. Do they have like people walking around in the suits or anything? No. Or is it just, like...
0: Just, just like a booth sort of thing. Um, there might have been a line to play it, but I didn't really want to get in that line. Um, All the other stuff, all the other game stuff you would know were mostly anime stuff like Genshin Impact and, um, you know, One Piece and things like that. This was was really the only one that's not anime related that was there. Uh, But that is coming out October 21st. Um, uh, New Tales from the Borderlands. um, That surprise announcement is on the 21st. Signalius, which I've heard is uh, going back to survival horror type games. um, That comes out on the 27th. Um and um this may be pushing into next week, but uh the twenty-eighth um is when both Bayonetta three and Call of Duty Modern Warfare come out. Um which I want to see Bayonetta sales after all the bullshit. I didn't have that in the segment because um I didn't want really to it. itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what they what they did to the voice actors. Um so yeah. So that that'll round you out for the month here. There's some little games I always recommend. If you guys are looking for games when they release and all, uh go check out Game Informers list. It's really, really good. And they have links to the games and there if there's a review, they have a link review there. So it at least gets you started if you're looking for something. So Tom, while yes. I was on a train to New York for Comic Con on Thursday, uh we were graced with the um most um how did they describe it at first? The uh the most unique Mario voice or Something uh, that we finally got to hear what Chris Pratt was talking about, and um, a Mary
1: voice that you've never heard before. Heard before,
0: yeah. And oh uh, will you start off. um It kind of sounds like Chris Pratt.
1: Go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we kind of called this right. We 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 kind of thought he's probably just going to do his own voice, which he kind of did because he's kind of got a little accent. I don't know if you heard that at the end. There's like a little bit of an accent. Yeah, but. It's pretty much just as
0: yeah he is. Which,
1: um, oh, go ahead. I was I to say we we kind of figured that that's what he was gonna do, and it yeah. all of this has just been like yeah. to to troll to troll people.
0: Yeah, he kind of sounds like he's trying to do Rocket the Raccoon um, for parts of it. Um, but yeah, the that's the only one. Like it's fine. Like I'm I'm actually I'm actually okay. I just was expecting it to be terrible and it's just fine
1: like i don't think it's going to ruin the movie it's like the guy who did the sonic voice like it's fine yeah i'm not it's it's not it's nothing nothing is he's saying is killing the the movie for me
0: yeah or uh, or, or butchering charles Matinet, Martinet Martine by right. trying he's to go trying with me to, i'm
1: a mario right he's not doing a charles Martinet impression which is fine yeah i don't mind that um but you know it is what it is. Yeah. People are going to be pissed because they are. I mean, and it, I don't. It's just the way you can't you can't please everybody with it. So yeah. just do whatever you want to do. And yeah. I mean, no one's going to be paying any attention to his voice. Everybody's yeah. going to be paying attention to Jack Black. Oh, I was getting to that. Everything else besides the Chris Pratt voice,
0: amazing. Like Take Charlie me. Day. Charlie Day as uh, Luigi
1: is going to be great.
0: Yeah, he was great, even in the little segment of Luigi they showed. Um, and yeah, Keegan Michael Key as um, you know Toad was great when he popped up. That was a perfect Toad voice. Um, and you know Jack Black was amazing as Bowser. Uh, but you know they have songs in it. They've already said that. Um, so you know you know Bowser has a song, obviously, or you don't hire Jack Black. Um, of and, you know, um, and they announced that Toad has a song um, because Key can sing as well. Um, but I'm just curious. I'm curious what the story is going to be, because you could turn this into a multi-movie thing by holding back some characters. You know, you know, you can just you can just do like they did for Sonic 2 and just have the end credits be a character everybody's been clamoring for. Like have it either be Wario or Luigi and Wario, you know show up in some post credit scene or something and there you obviously, you know just like Tales at the end of the first sonic movie you know when you can tell a story what they have here the number one thing i'm curious about and we'll talk about this movie closer to when it releases um is i want to see how they incorporate donkey kong
1: if yeah had... cuz he kind of doesn't fit in this world does he
0: no um unless if they he unless if his world is one of the one of the worlds here you know like like, it's some kind of Nintendo-verse, you know? Or
1: it's the Mario Party-verse or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, something where they're all together.
1: Or the Mario Kart-verse or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's just, um, it's going to be interesting because everything else fits from what I see. The mushrooms look great. That pipe animation and sound was great. Um, they seem to get all the rest. Um, I hope that they, they do a slight joke because it seems like these people might be a little online um, with some things. Um, so I hope they make some kind of nod to the whole that Princess Peach just acts like she doesn't like being kidnapped by Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will, but I I, I always hold that hope.
1: Too. Oh, no, it, you and your big
0: muscular arms got me again. Oh, no, it's a
1: great bit, though. <laughs> it's, it's, the,
0: the whole bit of her keeping it kidnapped only makes sense when you take in full the serious that Miyamoto means what he says when he's like. It's just a play. They're just putting on a play for you, you know. It's not, and like they're all friends. It's how they can do the sports games. Um, Because that's the only way it works. (laughs) Because (laughs) she's she's smart, crafty, tough, but yet this Bowser kidnaps her all the time. Um, But yeah, she falls
1: for it every time. She
0: falls for it every time. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they do. I like the idea of it being some kind of Game of Thrones like thing where. Each one of the types of enemies or things are like their own, like, continent or kingdom, like the penguins being their own kingdom. Yeah, that's uh, great. Which is funny, them coming out throwing the snowballs at them. <laughs> um, uh, I like the use of Kamek and all that um, in there, but it was just, it's just funny just seeing what they did. It's going to be fun to see what they play with. I don't need to see another trailer. Um, I'd like to be surprised by some of the worlds they come, how they, how they, uh, come to make some of the worlds and which worlds they choose but yeah that was uh that thing happened you know right you know um you know right before we went to rent the comic-con so um wanted to make sure we got that in so you knew our opinion that his voice is just fine <laughs> now i think the movie might be great but i don't think he's going to ruin it. i don't think this is a sonic um design issue where that was a horror show um, oh yeah, that Sonic like that that was drawn by people that didn't know Sonic. <laughs> um, you know, it'd be like if Mar- if Mario had blonde hair and um, right, but yeah. So uh, moving on, speaking of um, Mario and um, all that, a store uh, that Mar- that owes a lot of its uh, success, uh, Mario's a lot of success to um, its NES when it was released. Um, Toys R Us was in the news um they are still open in canada for those of you out there as full stores um but they are going to be part of macy's like as one of their sections in the store kind of like if you go to Kohl's, kind of like how i think it's sephora is in Kohl's. um you know it's going to kind of be like that with toys r us um so uh which explains why jeffrey the giraffe was at comic-con um
1: <laughs> yep with this coming out because
0: really <laughs> i'm like why is jeffrey the giraffe at comic-con um <laughs> And yeah, so uh, that got us thinking here um, that this would be the time of the year, um, or maybe even a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't pin down a date. I tried to search it, but it's hard to search it.
1: Well, I um, just received a couple in the mail, so okay. that should tell you.
0: Yeah, no, the big toy book is what we're talking about. Um, uh, or specifically, you know, we're I'm thinking of the Toys R Us big toy book, but there's also the Sears catalog and um, a couple other things, depending on where you lived in the United States or around the world. Uh, yeah, we uh, would always
1: get the, uh, the pennies catalog
0: for the penny. Yeah. Yeah. You would get that. Um, we had a, we had a Toys R Us right near, so we got the Toys R Us one. Uh, but yeah. So those toy catalogs that would come in when you were a kid before the internet. Um, and this will work for internet kids too. But um, what I thought, and I'll let Tom start this off is um, what are some of the things that, if you had that book in front of you now, that you would circle to hand to your mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's uh there's going to be a lot of of games this year that I actually want, which is weird because last year I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but a number one with Bullet is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Obviously, there you go. Uh, that that one would be the big circle number one, mom. That's it's on this page. Uh, I'd. <laughs> you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the ear down on the page. This is the one. That's 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 number one for me for sure. Uh, I've been a fan, obviously been a fan of Final Fantasy VII forever. Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that Crisis Core is a game that's kind of been a blind spot for me, unfortunately, because I didn't have a PSP and it has been stuck on the PSP forever. So the fact that this is finally coming to a system that I own is incredible and. I'm planning on sinking a lot of time into it. And like I said, that's that. If I'm writing the list of, I'm writing the page number, where it is on the page, that's the one, mom. That's, that's, I don't care. You could get whatever else you want for me. That's the one I need. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, on my end, the the first one for me, um, and is my, my mom had a thing that she did until I put a stop to it. That her thing was she would get me, I would be allowed to pick one big gift a year um, that she would get. And the other gifts that I got for Christmas got filled out by their family members and stuff and my grandparents and things. So, you know, some years it was I got a little tiny 13 inch TV, which was the greatest thing in the world. So that I could have the video games in my room, um, you know, things like that. 64, uh, that was like one of my wants. the year after it came out you know, PlayStation consoles and anything to go around consoles, you know, a computer, which she didn't know how to buy at the time, so it wasn't the best computer, but she <laughs> tried her best. Um, but I think going by that mindset, the first thing I would circle in hand to her is I absolutely want a Steam deck. 100%. Yeah. Um, the only reason I don't have a Steam deck um, is because it essentially would be an emulation machine for me and a vampire survivors machine um and I don't know if I want to spend $400 or whatever it's for that um at least at this point but I do really really want one um because yeah, it's mean- it's everything that the the switch that I want the switch to be um and but it looks like it's more comfortable to use
1: yeah I mean the biggest reason that a steam deck is like not on my list is Because I never play my Switch handheld ever. I have a TV that everything's hooked up to, so I I just have like no like I play nothing handheld. Now I'm starting to think that might change because my kid goes to bed early and I need to be upstairs in order to to make sure she's okay throughout the night. So I may start playing more things handheld there. Like that's that's my one way of thinking to to think like how, how am I going to make myself want this thing more? Yeah. But yeah, I, in a, on a normal situation, I just don't ever, I don't play switch handheld, which is why I have, I didn't like immediately pre-order a steam deck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this would be the shout out to, I'll let my mom spend her money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to um, but yeah, yeah. I think, I think this is definitely, um, you know, one, one of those things that, uh, I've been keeping my eye on um, that. I would want. Um, did you have any
1: anything else you're looking for? Uh, I have a whole list of games. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I have games too. I just wanted to make sure. Well, I can. My I I would say for if we're going to talk hardware, uh, the like the big gift that I would have to have sh- have to have shared with my all of my siblings would have been the Xbox Series X because it's the one next gen thing I don't have and i'm kind of missing playing my xbox exclusives on like a good i mean i have a i have a one x so things don't look terrible but i just would love to have the ability to play things at 4k 60 all the time but yeah if i'm going hardware that that's that's what i that's what i need is a a series x but for the time being i'm okay with what i got i that's that that's one of my uh, i guess one of the things that I never really liked doing was like making my parents feel bad, like for not getting me something. Oh yeah. So, so I wouldn't net na- like, unless it was something that I really absolutely needed, I yeah. didn't really nag them about it, yeah. which is probably. why, which is probably why we didn't get a video game system between NES and the PlayStation. Like there's just, we didn't get anything. So that's probably why, because I didn't, I didn't like nagging and, and be on them all the time about getting a super nintendo or a genesis or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I I never was like a beggar. It was just sort of she would be like like give me your pie in the sky, you know, big gift you would want. Um yeah. and um if she could get it, she'd get it and she would tell me ahead of time if she couldn't, tell me to pick out something else. Uh but yeah, I I I never was one of those people that got upset. Um and most of the time, um, if I asked for something specifically, I usually got it because I was a very reasonable younger child um, <laughs> in terms of, of asking for things, like and then I, it already became a system, which brings me to my next game. Um, you know, that you know, certain people would get me certain things, and I just had to tell them what to get because it made it easier on them as I found out becoming an adult, it's a lot easier for the person to say, "Get me this." Yes." <laughs> there you go. Um, then to try and think of something creative, which is what's becoming a problem with my oldest niece now that she's 16. I'm like, what do teenagers want. Well,
1: well, I know Mark, what that, they want. But... That's why an Amazon wish list ex- ex- exists.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to tell her that. But it was it was just funny. Like I was thinking about that when we brought this I, when you brought this topic to my attention. I just thought about that with, with the 16 year old. I'm like, I kind of know what 16 year olds or at least my 16 year old self would want, and it's stuff that I you know, can't legally buy her. Like, at 16 was the time, it was like, oh, yeah, alcohol time, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, I hope she's not doing that. I'm not naive. She may be doing that. Uh, but it's like, what? She doesn't play video games? Like, it's sort of, so, big toy book or Amazon wish list, which is, I guess, the big toy book of the 21st century?
1: Um, I would say so. Because you can get anything yeah. on Amazon. So, yeah. that's kind of the way to do it, I feel like.
0: So my my second thing on here would have been some kind of annual game, I would say, Um, like uh, a like a Call of Duty or a sports game specifically for me before I start buying my own games. Like my aunt would always get me the Madden. My grandma would always get me the NHL, um, which, again, made it easier on them, Um, which always made me mad when my grandma would get me four more presents. And I'm like, I know you spent way too much money on me, even like a 13 year old. I'm like, how do, do you have five gifts? from like, thank you. But it's sort of like, I know how much that costs. I'm not stupid. <laughs> you know, I'm not eight years old, you know, when I'm asking for Genesis games, you know, and not realizing they're 60 bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but yeah, it would always be in some kind of annualized title that people knew to get me every year um, that, that I would get. And that would be one of the first things circled in the book. Like this, this is the new game that came out with a new one. Here it is. Um, but yeah, it was always always the annualized titles um, that I would get, which is probably the reason why I love, which is why I have Origin and EA Play on Xbox, <laughs> um, just so I can still get those games every year. But uh, yeah, uh, what, what's the what's the next game you got?
1: So yeah, going off of that that every year thing, something that someone would know, oh hey, Tom would want that is Need for Speed Unbound. We just talked about it, yeah, and you know, people know that I like cars, people know that I like racing games. So Need for Speed Unbound would have been another like the uh that next tier on that list. Like if somebody knew they needed to get me a game or wanted to get me a game, they knew, oh hey, there's a new need for speed coming out. That's circled in the book. Tom knows he's Tom Tom will probably end up getting that because it'll it'll have just come out and it's a uh, perfect timing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the bounce off question for that, um, did they ever make a mistake in the driving game? They got you.
1: Trying to think, they never really got anything that I didn't. Lo- well, yes. Okay, so there were there was one. Yeah, because I have there one to do next. <laughs> there was an American Chopper video game. <laughs> so American Chopper was for those who don't know, and any of our younger listeners, American Chopper was a TV, uh, like a a. A TV show in the early 2000s. It was one of the first reality shows, and it was basically just a father and his sons just arguing about building motorcycles. And they made a racing game out of it. Needless to say, this game was not good. <laughs> it was not good at all. Like think, think of a budget racing game, and then and then think of it three tiers lower, because <laughs> you're riding a motorcycle. Not not only you're riding a motorcycle, you're riding a chopper, which is like way worse than (laughs) just a normal motorcycle because it steers like garbage
0: it's like a racing game that looks like the days gone guy right
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) it's not good
0: yeah yeah i have mine um which will go back to um the other thing um obviously games wise um people knew to get me games um so i'll mention this story here um is that uh, for some reason, one of my cousins or aunt or somebody um, thought I liked fighting games. I guess at some point they saw me playing Street Fighter World Combat or something. So they got tricked by a... I say tricked. I don't know. if It was just a guy who liked a really niche game and just was trying to evangelize it to everyone. Um, they got me this fighting game that was awful. I don't even remember the name of it. Um, it was like like terrible sound design. Um, the was story, the, it was
1: was the Wu-Tang fighting game?
0: No, no, no. It was, it was a PS one game. Um, so they had, it didn't, it didn't play like it, you had, like it was, it was before like how they have meters today in fighting games yeah. to get off, uh, strong attacks. Well, they had a meter in this that wasn't very, um, easy to understand how to do it. Um, you know, to, to how to fill it up, what to fill it up. Story was off. I wish I remembered the name of it, but it seemed like now knowing what I know when I'm older, it was definitely someone at GameStop um, that was either one of two things occurred. One, he really loved this game, was trying to get other people to buy this game, um, uh, but didn't know it was a bad game. Um, or two, um, it was one of those which I've heard stories of the employees pick a game out to try to get, you know, to try to push on people to see if they'll buy them and i don't know which, which it'll be um but yeah they got tricked in this i literally took it back i took it back to get a full refund i took it the game stop we're just like i'd like to trade this in and they, they were they're like oh you beat it i'm like ah no it's it's terrible give me whatever it says in that book over there for it and i'll fig- i'll figure out what to get that i'll actually play um but yeah yeah that was one of the big things where the big toy book would have come into play there, but. Um, you mentioning American Chapel reminded me of that game specifically. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll go around one more time. Um, sure. uh, what, what's your what's your next one on
1: Uh So the next one also kind of plays into that, oh, they like this thing, they'll they'll know that we want it, which it, and my brother and I would have ended up getting it because it's just the way it works because it's two games, and that is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So that would that would have been one of the ones that. Oh, you guys have to open these two presents at the same time. Oh, I wonder so, why. Like... <laughs> but yeah, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is definitely uh, one that I would be circling on that because I'm 12 years old at heart, and I still play Pokemon. Even though I'm, I know for a fact that I am not the target audience at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of another thing. is... Did this ever happen to you? Luckily, I was the only gamer, so it never really happened to me. But did, did you ever get the thing where you got a you either you got some kind of system um with some kind of hardware or something, but they forgot to to not put the peripherals or games out first? Um, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> which
1: system was it for you? Uh PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just because we never like we we didn't get systems like that before. Like we never like before that we got the NES when I was probably three years old, maybe. Yeah. Um and then we didn't get another system until like I said, the PlayStation. And I think we got it in like two thousand. So it was like way later. So they kind of didn't think about oh we shouldn't put the games out first. <laughs> so we we got games before the the system, which is okay. But we've we we learned after that. Yeah, mine wasn't to me,
0: my friend, it happened with the 64 with my friend. Is that they put out all the games and and controllers and all that stuff and then we're going to do the reveal behind the uh oh, we have one more present behind the couch. Um to hand them, but they yeah. had they had meant not to put the games at all under <laughs> the tree. Um <laughs> so he knew he was getting a 64 um before the surprise even happened, but um, it always makes me laugh when I see those videos on on the internet of that, of the kids being surprised. I'm like, that's so hard to to uh, pull off.
1: Something similar happened to my brother. So he had a DS and he broke it, and he kept getting stuff for his DS. He's like, and he was like really upset. He was young. He was probably like eight or nine. Like my DS is broken, and I'm like I keep getting this stuff for his DS, and then the last present. They gave him a DS and he lit up, and it was it was really great to see that. But it was just funny because he like he just thought like Why do they keep getting me stuff for something that I have that's broken?" And then they they gave him a new DS, which was uh, <laughs> it was great. Yeah,
0: that's funny. I which reminds me, I think I got to get my niece the Pokemon games uh, for Christmas because she's she showed me her Pokemon cards yesterday. Uh, so I'm like, yep, "Oh, I think go. she's getting into it." <laughs> um, so. And my final one for this this topic. Um, and let us know on Twitter, um, you know, if you guys, uh, what things either from this year or if you want to talk nostalgic that you would circle to have your mom pick up for you in any of these catalog things.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, like, if you if you had something that you really wanted in, like, the Toys R Us catalog, what was it and did you get it? Yeah. And was it the greatest Christmas of all time? Of time. Yeah. <laughs> and- or Hanukkah or or kwanzaa or any other any other uh holidays around this time
0: i know i can't think of anything specifically i have an example but i think specifically i want now but the next thing i think of is circling
1: for some kind of peripheral or you know some kind of toy before we go too far into this yeah i would every year i would circle this stupid peripheral that was the it was like the it looked like a like a a laptop kind of, but it was just like, Oh, the PS one thing. Control. Oh, what's that? Oh no. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about something different. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like motion controls for the NES. And they always yeah. showed somebody playing punch out or Brad racer or is something. That, is
0: that the thing the gaming historian did it on or is yes.
1: that? It? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I know exactly I what you're talking about.
1: I can't remember what it was called, but I always like, that is so cool. I want that. And thank you, mom and dad for never buying that because it was the worst peripheral of all time
0: yeah yeah so my dumb ass would circle all that stuff too one year i got something similar which is the thing called the i think it's called like the r type or something which is a a bandana thing that has a little
1: the the eye thing
0: the and it comes over your eye and it's a little flip screen
1: yep um (laughs) i have one of those still have it
0: i um, not sure if it works, uh, but I still have it amongst my classic games collection here. But I got that circling it and regretted it instantly. Um, but I'm sure this equivalent in the this recent stuff that someone would have gotten for me, um, even if I didn't circle, was somebody would have definitely bought me the Atari speaker hat. 100%. <laughs> somebody would have been like, oh, because it'd be really cheap now because, you know, Atari's doing shit. Um, and somebody was, oh this is a gamer thing yeah, it would have been with all the other gamer stuff and somebody would picked it up but that 100% falls into that category and I would have hated it um, the day I got it
1: um, but yeah
0: th- I think that was the most fun thing was us circling peripherals So that's the stuff I wouldn't get
1: most of the time oh yeah peripherals were very often not purchased
0: yeah so, and, because okay.
1: I'm, cause I'm sure my parents are going that's a gimmick why would we ever get that for him? It it's yeah. it looks dumb.
0: Yeah. the the one thing that um I kept circling I thought was a great idea that my mom never got was the multi tap um for the PlayStation One um so that you could have four controllers yeah um, plugged in um that they'd never got from him. No, it's great to do it. I want my friends to play it. And when all my friends come over, only two people wanted to really play games, so it would have been virtually useless. Um, or they were fine switching off um with the playstation but yeah peripherals are a good one
1: for the for me with the playstation there were never games that were good like there were never like four-player games anybody wanted to play so we would always just if somebody had an n64 they would just bring it over or we'd go to their house and play goldeneye or we'd play uh wrestlemania 2000 or something like that because playstation didn't have games like that really yeah yeah hundred percent um so
0: as tom mentioned um, if you have, please uh, send us messages on Twitter, um, letting you know, letting us know what games or things that you wanted out of your big toy buck. So that moves on to a game that was on my list at one point uh, when I got my Super Nintendo. A retro roulette game this week was uh, Donkey Kong Country, the first game. Um, I, mm-hmm. as I played through stream, the one thing I forgot is the save system is garbage. Um, okay. In that. Maybe I'm just spoiled from nowadays, but the fact that you have to beat six levels before they even let you save—was it um, six?
1: We have to beat the first boss, don't you?
0: No, no, or... it's right before the first boss. Okay, but there's—it's at least it's four—it's four to six because I think there's one or two, and then you go to the second world um, because it's in the second world, it's not in the first world, um, and then you have to beat like a couple of those. I just remember it was that one in, like, the top of a warehouse or whatever was the last level. I, um, I,
1: hate to, I hate to tell you. Yeah. But that's because those levels were supposed to be easy.
0: Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. But it's just, like, I was like, well, why, why not just do the save after every world? Like, I get it. Like, young kids are supposed to play these games. Um, but, yeah. So, I had fun on stream. I do like that game. Um, it's the only one I've beaten. Um, it's... Even with the evidence not showing that on stream um, of the three Donkey Kong countries. Um, And it was a game I did get for Christmas, but probably like a year or two after it came out. Um, And the the graphics still hold up and still look as impressive as they did when they first came out. Um, You know, they did a really good job with the sprites and the enemy sprites are good. Some of them were confusing, um, you know, in terms of how exactly to kill them. Some are very straightforward. You can tell you can't hit the ones with the helmet on, you know, sort of deal. Um, but I, the gameplay was fine. I just must be terrible at it again. Um, first boss was pretty easy. Um, and then, then I played that hell of a Minecraft level. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, and that, finally beat
1: it. The, the minecart level is the level I use to test lag. And you can now see why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was probably... I would say a percentage of the problem as to why I was having trouble. Because um, sometimes I would just fall off instead of jumping. Um, so the lag on some of those quick jumps. Um, so well, I think. Yeah,
1: you're, one... you were at a bit. Were you playing on Switch or were you playing on. No, I was playing on. on you're all... your totally, totally legit, legit. Super Nintendo. I was. Um, okay. So
0: yeah, everything else was fine. But I think it's those little quick jumps were the ones where the lag was coming into play. Yeah. I think that's why yeah. I wasn't able to get some of the letters and stuff like that consistently. It's because I had, to ju- I had to hit my jump earlier uh, yeah. to make sure I made it. But yeah, game's, games great. Um, I highly recommend it for anyone that has any nostalgia. Um, it's still, I'll live this argument to my grave. And just having the, the uh, empirical evidence of showing things to my niece. Um, mm-hmm. Some of these games are going to be things they discover when they get older. This isn't like a game you can put in front of, hey, eight-year-old, here's Donkey Kong Country, play it. They're going to be like, this is boring, you know, sort of uh, to it, because, you know, they have the choice of Fortnite. (laughs) Stuff that looks way better. And it looks way better. Best way to sum up
1: this game. Tom, uh, were you able to play it over the two weeks? I did. So, something interesting. This was actually, like, one of the games I played the most for any of these retro roulettes. I don't know what it was i just wanted to keep going back and playing it more um it i mean this game is one of the uh, one of those games that if you play it right everything just flows and it feels good it's hard to describe what what i mean by that but when you like when you are going through a level if you're doing it right and you don't wait everything lines up like you'll if you you'll hit all of the enemies at the right time you'll hit the you'll hit like the swinging rope at the right time if you have the right timing and aren't like waiting on every little thing everything lines up and it just feels so good it it's so uh, it's just it just makes your makes your brain happy when when it works out uh and i it's hard to just to like describe the any other game like that yeah. Like it's the way Sonic should feel. if That makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's the way Green Hill Zone feels.
1: Yeah. And then exactly. the rest
0: of Sonic is different for reasons I don't know. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, when this game came out, it was like revolutionary with the uh the digitized graphics and everything and it still I feel like it still holds up today. Yeah. Um I don't know of any other games that did it better than Donkey Kong Country, but um, overall, it's a great looking game, and I, get, I I'm gonna probably get shit for this, but it's it's the thing I like the best about games. The music in this game is probably some of the best, if not one of the best soundtracks in any any or and any Super Nintendo game by excuse me by far. Yeah, yeah the,
0: yeah. the going to your flow thing, I think that's one of the it's it's obviously well documented that I'm not great at platformers, and I think it's one of the things is that it might tap into an anxiety of mine that, you know, of not trusting the free flow um, of it um, and just being afraid of making an error. Um, and I think that's where a lot of my problems in this game, at least on that stream, came from, where I probably could have gotten, you know, uh, a little bit of momentum uh, going, but I was just worried about dying, so I'd stop and all that. Um it's also why I did the one weird thing in Mario, um, which is probably why I'm no good at it, is that I don't I'm not a hold the run button guy, (laughs) which is explains a lot. That's Um, a
1: big thing in this game. And I noticed you weren't doing that, but I didn't want to be like Mark, you should be holding the run button all the time. But if you're not holding the run button, you're not in that in that flow. You're not yeah, you're not hitting everything at the right time.
0: Yeah, it explains a lot for why it takes me so long to beat some of these platformers. Um and it's just it's just a mental thing for me. Um that it's like it's like a mouse and keyboard thing after I um after I probably did it a while. Um, I would get used to it kind of like how I got really good at neon white for those few weeks before Game Ball Cat decided to take over my desk and I haven't been able to play mouse and keyboard anything since. <laughs> um but yeah, the um the, game, the game's real good. I wish we could have had Dan on for this, uh, but, you know, it was last minute trying to schedule him anyway. Uh, but maybe we'll talk about it Extra Life, So will obviously want to play it at Extra Life.
1: Uh, well, maybe maybe we'll get Donkey Kong Country 2, and he can play that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think we've had three and one. I don't think we've had yeah. two yet. And two is his favorite. I know that for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, the, the game's great. It holds up. Um, I would at least try it with the younger generation, but don't be offended if they say it's too boring. Um, depending on their age, um you know they they've I mean, grown up with a different type of game
1: yeah i mean if if you have a younger person and they have played uh, like a Mario game, say, uh, this is kind of like a Mario game. I think you should yeah. uh, and, they, and if they like Mario, uh I feel like they would they would enjoy this because, like I said, it's one of those things that feels good to play it's hard I, and it's hard really hard to describe that if you've never like Felt how well the game works. Yeah. But if you like if you once you get in the rhythm of the game, it starts it starts to feel really good. And it's maybe that's why I kept coming back to it, because it, it it made my brain feel nice. Because <laughs> everything was in sync.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would explain like our my brain gets too anxious in those moments and yours probably like lights up. Um so I that you can definitely see the differentiation there. Uh but yeah, I recommend to everyone. Like I said, just don't get offended when you show some of these games to a kid preteen, if they say it's boring. <laughs> so um, they'll eventually get it if they do like video games. Uh, so um, speaking of that, Tom, what's your score?
1: Uh, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five just because there are certain things in the second and third game that it does better. But this game is so good. It's so good that I will play a water level and not dislike it. Yeah. That's how good this game. is.
0: Yeah, and I'll give it. I'll give it a four out of five, um, just because I've heard and what I've played of two is better. Uh, but this is still a top line. Definitely, you know, if you stretch it out, eight out of ten, eight and a half out of ten for sure. Uh, it's still um, like a lot of these Nintendo games, sixteen bit and before, um, especially first party. Uh, will not, but you, you, know, like those those um, mascot character games um, for. They just they just feel different because they're cared about more um, than any of the other licensed games and things that have, were put on the system. So um, always fun to go back to it.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: So let's see uh, let's see what we get next week. Tom, spin that wheel. Well, um, I guess we kind of got our wish talking about platformers. Um, I think we're going to finish off the trifecta of uh, licensed platformers for the Super Nintendo. Um, We got the Lion King. Um, We've already played Aladdin and Jungle Book. Uh, We got the Lion King, which is my first one of these. I think I made it up to the Stampede. Um,
1: That's a rough level.
0: Yeah, I don't think I got past that. I don't know if I did any of the adult Simba stuff ever in my life. Um, So it'll be fun uh, trying to do that again. Tom, what's your experience
1: uh, this was one of the first Disney games I had played. A buddy had The Lion King, and I remember playing through like the first two levels and being like, "Okay, this is interesting." And then, like, you would get you got to I think it was the Elephant Graveyard level, yeah. And dear Lord, did the difficulty spike <laughs> immensely at that point? And uh, I think that was like the furthest I ever got. Maybe the Stampede. I may have gotten past the that eventually, but yeah the uh it's a tough game but it's 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 a classic everybody seems to enjoy it so oh uh, i guess we'll see how we do this week
0: yeah yeah it's a it's a good game to uh finish out october i guess um <laughs> this month but uh well, yeah out so of, out, of,
1: out of the games i own yeah probably yeah
0: <laughs> um so yeah so look forward to us we're gonna be uh i'm gonna be playing through the lion king on Monday. Um, you know, so we'll see how much worse I'm at, I'm at it than I used to be. So that is always fun. So, yeah, you can follow us over at Twitch, uh, TV slash Game Vault Pod. We're also on all social medias. Uh, it's Game Vault Pod. Um, we are also an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. So if you get any uh, retro game accessories or they even have some modern accessories as well. I think it's just reselling, um, you know, the normal stuff. But uh, just go to their website, um, use the link we have and, um, uh, in the description and, uh, just, uh, go from there. Gives us a little kickback helps us improve this podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, I think the rest of this week might just be Monday. Um, you know, with certain other professional sports events taking place during the week here. Um, but I have an idea post, uh, extra life, which we'll discuss Tom, um, of what what I want to do with my streaming time going forward. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I generally pop one on Wednesdays, but, um, you know, until Extra Life, um, uh, which, if you didn't know, is our 24-hour marathon to raise money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, Um, you can donate by going to tinyurl.com slash gamevaultpod. Uh, I'm sorry, that was last year's. tinyurl.com slash gamerdadbattle. Um, I go. wish I wish I could link up all these tiny URLs so if people find them randomly, they all still divert back <laughs> to, to the right page. Um, so uh, be sure to click write that in your browser window and head on over. We'll be live on Saturday, November twelfth at nine a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, starting off with a D and D one shot. So if you want to see us roll those dice again, um, tune in early. Um, we'll have festivities all throughout the night. Um, it should be another good time. So. Um, Thank you once again for listening. Um, I am Mark uh, for Tom. We will see you next time. Bye.